This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome back for another edition of Finsider Radio. This is the Jake and Josh Show, SB Nation's official podcast regarding the Miami Dolphins. My name is Jake Mendel, and joining me as he does basically whenever there's news or basically whenever we need to uh, get some Dolphins talking about our systems, Joshua Houts, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I mean, I always say it's so cliche. I'm just excited to talk Dolphins football with you. But after the day we had yesterday, after two or three, five interceptions, man, I just cannot wait to talk about Dolphins minicamp. And there you are. You, you jumped in front of it there. And I think that's kind of the key here. Uh, yeah, that, that that's kind of the big thing. And apparently everybody's talking about this, not just uh, Miami Dolphins fans, but everybody's trying to smash that panic button regarding Tua. Uh, yeah. So long story short, Josh, you know, it was, it was pouring rain uh, in Miami yesterday. And two or five interceptions. When you started to see that on Twitter, as you know, we both said before, we we got Twitters uh, just to kind of watch this kind of stuff. The OTAs and, and the summer camps before preseason games begin. That's where we get the content we wouldn't get elsewhere. But now since everybody's on Twitter, everybody kind of gets these blurbs. The All the newspapers are writing about it. Uh, it, it takes on a different little tone. So while you started to see to a, you know, one tweet after another about an interception here or there, uh, what started to go through your head? 
I mean, it, it really was that, uh, is it the Grand Theft Auto GIF where it's like, ah, shit, here we go again. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's, that's exactly how I felt because, I mean, maybe it's just at my old age, but I mean, we know how pointless mini camps and training camps are. And, you know, as blown out of proportion as this went, I was just sitting back and just saying, oh, no, here we go. Because, I mean, it was a complete tailspin. And like you said, every media picked it up. You know, we saw ESPN articles this morning. It was way blown out of proportion, and like you said, they were playing in a freaking monsoon. So uh, it was Twitter being Twitter, but uh, I was definitely that Grand Theft Auto, oh shit, here we go again. Yeah, and I think we, more than most other teams, should know that having successful offseason or, or having your quarterback look good in OTAs isn't always a sign of good things to come. Um, two things really started to come into my head when when talking about this. Uh, first, it, well, they're, they're kind of along the same lines here. And when, when I thought of this, I thought about game scenarios, right? Uh, when, when's the last time I saw a Dolphins quarterback look like an absolute disaster in the rain? And it was when Ryan Tannehill tried to throw that screen pass to Jarvis Landry and it went 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Do you remember that happening? Yeah, it skipped across like a, it looked like a rock skipping across. <laughs> the worst thing too was there's no defending that, right? You know, that that's just, somebody would say something positive about Ryan Tannehill. That, you could put that right underneath it and you're just like, Guess, guess we got to sit here and take that out. So that's the first thing that came into my mind when talking about Dolphins quarterbacks in the rain. And then number two, what is a better scenario, Joshua? Tua throwing five interceptions. I think Noah Igbenogany had one. I think Nick Needham had one. And truthfully, two of the other names I don't think I even recognized. You know what I mean? Uh, they were just kind of those type of players. And uh, the, the guys who are really sitting on the fringe trying to make the roster. Do you remember also a former Miami Dolphins quarterback who also happens to be named Brian Tannehill? yelling at those type of players when he uh, threw interceptions to them about two years ago, too. That was also a story that we had to deal with. Yeah, he was dunking on them because of it. they were making, what, practice squad money. But it's just so funny because I thought you were getting ready to say, like, who was the last offense quarterback to throw five interceptions? So I started Googling it. And, dude, every article, like, there's just so much to a tongue of a little throws five interceptions. It's just, it's just pathetic. It's crazy, too, because whenever I uh, see people talking about this, it's – just an opportunity to say opinions you've already had uh, in a sense that um, I was watching a couple of shows on ESPN this morning, uh, today being Wednesday, and they were they were saying, is this a big deal that Tua threw in uh, five interceptions? That's where we're kind of at. Uh, you know, we do it too. You ask stupid questions just to give yourself a reason to kind of answer them. Of course, this meant absolutely nothing. You know, there's no reason to think that five interceptions in a practice in the middle of June is really going to change a quarterback's trajectory. But what I can say is everyone who wanted to have a strong opinion on this, on this situation, already had, already were in that corner. Like, somebody called into one of the ESPN shows today, and they started saying, you know, Tua's only, uh, you know, played in nine games. He threw 180 yards a game. Sure, but that has absolutely nothing to do with throwing five interceptions in the middle of June. You know what I mean? So it's just, this has been an opportunity for uh, fans on, on one side or the other. I don't think we're going to sit here and say that, that Tua is perfect. We know he needs to grow on last season. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, we're not going to see that growth, like I've said five times now, on June 16th. You know, it's just kind of a, a unique situation where you can kind of give yourself that alley-oop to dunk on people who aren't there saying uh, that five interceptions in the middle of June actually mean something. Yeah, we can both agree, you know, if this was happening in September or, you know, October, this would be a huge thing to talk about. But maybe, Jake, maybe it's just because we're like level-headed fans and we kind of, no, you know— not. 
<laughs> okay, we're not. But I, I think what I kept thinking was, okay, let's think about what would have happened if Justin Herbert threw five interceptions in, in minicamp and what would the Dolphins fan base have done. And that's exactly why, you know, there are so many haters of Tua and, and what the Dolphins are doing. So um, you're right. People are already stuck in their ways. You're either a fan or a hater. You're going to make up excuses why it happened, why it didn't happen, this and that. But um, what you want to see is exactly what happened. You want to see him come out today, bounce back. And Jake, I mean, we're not getting the same Twitter. You know, our timelines aren't flooded like it was yesterday when it was all doom and gloom and everyone was dunking on Dolphin fans but um, you know you're definitely seeing uh, Tua Tumvaloa going out there today and it seems like he's making the throws that you'd expect and again uh, Dolphin fans are getting excited I even had a hashtag Tua to Canton as a joke but it's the same thing as yesterday. Temper your freaking expectations. I don't care if he goes out there and throws 13 or 14 touchdowns, no incompletions. Again, it's seven on seven. It's minicamp. They are in shells. I mean, this is just, you know, again, maybe it's because we're level-headed. You said we're not, and we're getting older. We're starting to realize that there's, you know, it takes time for things to come together. Rome wasn't built in a day, and um, let's just sit back, relax, and enjoy this whole thing. You know how every year they make, like, a championship DVD for, you know, obviously the team that wins the champion. I'll buy it. Don't say it. Don't say it, but I'll buy so, it. Off-season? Do we get an off-season Dolphins one with, like, all the signings and, and the training just, camp highlight? It's just a bunch of Twitter clips. And I, I was going to say that the championship DVD for the Miami Dolphins, if they win it this year, it starts with Tua throwing five interceptions in the middle of June. This is the turning point of the entire year because I remember hearing the great stories about quarterback X, Y, and Z over the last uh, 10 years or so. Uh completing 16 straight passes, 17, going four weeks off throwing an interception uh, in training camp. Not a single one of those facts are brought up once the regular season starts, right? It's like like I was trying to get to that point before. No championship DVD starts with the fact that Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady threw 15 or 16 completions in the middle of June. You know what I mean? So this is something, it's an opportunity to talk, but we have nothing new to talk about. You know what I mean? Uh, but there are a couple things. Obviously, you mentioned it. Tua looks a lot better today. He's slinging it around, and you get all the cliches on the other side. But uh, it is a kind of a fun opportunity to get a little dramatic, uh, especially if you can kind of use a little bit of tongue-in-cheek. But it, we are not seeing anything. We are not hearing anything that should be changing any sort of opinion that you had based on what we saw last season. Right. And to your point, I mean, we are fans at, at the heart. You know, we try to take this a lot more serious than some people. We, you know, view it in a different landscape almost as we're journalists. But we, we joined Twitter to have fun. We joined Twitter to read these things. So yesterday, you know, I was posting GIFs of, you know, uh, the dog sipping the coffee while the, the house is on fire and all this stuff. We are just trying to have fun. But um, before we turn the page to Xavier Howard, Jake, we do have to talk about um, what's going on at camp today. And you have a couple of quotes here from Travis Wingfield. Why don't you let us know what's going on? So, Josh, I knew this one would make you a little excited, too. Uh, this was actually the one that we don't have from Travis, but I'll, I'm going to follow it. This was uh, Armando Salguero. He said, deep sideline pass from Tua to Jakeem Grant, and he dropped. No, I'm kidding. He actually completed it for a touchdown. Josh, uh, I want to start there because when you read that, what went through your mind? Yeah, man, I, that's why I let you do this, because I knew you were going to bring up the Jakeem Grant. I mean, I immediately thought, okay, now Dolphin fans are going to say this is why Jakeem Grant needs to stick to the roster. He, he earns a new contract, all this stuff, because we're in the, the business of overreacting. But to me, uh, it was nice to see because, again, is going out there, you're reading the tweets, he's executing, putting the football where you want to see it. And I think when we all look back on last season, the one play, at least, you know, 
the biggest play to me that stands out, you know, from besides from Tua, you know, having those lumps and bruises that a rookie would have is that drop from Jakeem Grant. If that he would have completed yep. that, I mean, what would have that have done to Tua's stats and numbers and just the overall perception of Tua Tonvalo's deep ball and even Jakeem Grant? I mean, it's just so crazy what that one play would have changed. So um, to me, it was nice to see in practice, but I would have much rather have seen that in that game. Yeah, you're 100% right, and Grant's had these uh, preseasons before. He's definitely been a preseason monster. I want to step back something I've, I have said, and that's that we can't learn anything uh, from these off-season workouts, and there is something we can learn. We can't really talk about it, but we can talk about it without talking about it, and that's where people are playing. You know, who's starting, who's on the first team, who's on the second team. Uh, the offensive line is a little tougher. You see Barry Jackson kind of put according to source at the end of everything to get in it so you can say it without reporting that that's what you saw uh, type of thing. But I mean, this says that Jakeem Grant is working with Tua. Uh, it, that must be the first team, right? So that that's kind of interesting to see that uh, the Dolphins had no problem giving Grant these opportunities to let him stake his case that if he belongs on the roster. And then, you know, we also see people like Robert Foster growing a connection with uh, Tua. He has actually had a couple of strong days as a receiver for the Dolphins. Uh, Tua also, you know, going back to Devontae Parker as one of his favorite receivers, at least it seems so far. And so you kind of wonder if we can kind of see the Dolphins tip their cap on who's leading the way in that receiver battle, which I think we can all kind of agree is one of the more interesting battles of this um offseason so you see Jakeem Grant getting these opportunities you see Devontae Parker so you have to wonder who's going to start to be that odd man out um, once you those snaps become more limited you're right Jake I mean there are plenty that we can take away from training camp um but to your point I mean we heard I think Travis Wingfield was tweeting out that Robert Foster's made some grabs I know we talked about him on a previous podcast and uh Josh Tolentino he's now going to right for the Eagles, cover the Eagles for the Athletic. He just tweeted out a little bit ago, Tua just completed a 25-yard completion to Albert Wilson on a crossing route in double coverage. So, again, you're seeing that Tua Tungvalu is aggressive, but he's making a throw there in a double coverage, and Albert Wilson's the receiver. So, you know, it's it's things like this that when you start to see those names, I mean, you're not seeing anything about Alan Hearns. You're not seeing anything about some of these other guys. That I heard Hearns looked kind of good yesterday. Okay, Obviously okay. nothing today, but corrected. you're 100% right. You don't know this if is two all days have, of not yep. hearing this guy – is enough for him to be the sixth or the seventh guy after we thought he'd be the third or the fourth. You know what I mean? You're, you're 100% right there. Yeah, and I mean, the tweet, it's all in the eye of the beholder, right? I mean, just because one of these other beat writers aren't seeing, you know, one player stand out amongst the crowd, maybe doesn't mean they're not doing everything well. So, Jake, I think you know, I think we talked about Tua Tonvaloa and a little bit of these other things. Do you want to Do you want to say it one more time? Do you want to say that he threw five interceptions one more time? Just get it out of your system. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tua Tonvaloa threw five interceptions yesterday. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's, let's take a quick break. And on the other side, we're going to kind of build on our Xavier Howard talk from earlier in the week. So stay tuned for that. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. 
Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And Jake, we talked about Tua Tonvaloa and his five interceptions at the top of the hour. Now we got to dive into the big news, you know, the big story from training camp. And honestly, exactly what you talked about in our 10 things to watch for in training camp. Xavier Howard was not at camp yesterday. Uh, Brian Flores spoke with the media before yesterday's practice. And, you know, he came right out and said, uh, this is a contract situation. We don't believe he will be there. And X isn't there. And I read a Pro Football Network article. It came out and said, after this season, Xavier Howard has no guarantees on his contract, Jake. So when you put that into focus, when you realize that he is not even the highest paid corner on his team, um, you know, we start to realize why Xavier Howard's not there. And I guess it all comes back to Jake. What are the Dolphins going to do with Xavier Howard? And then at that point, you know, who is going to step up and fill that void? Because Xavier Howard, as we saw last year, is one of, if not the best corner in football. Yeah, and I think just the way Brian Flores really talked about this uh, kind of sums up the type of situation they're dealing with here. And it's kind of interesting that Flores isn't, taking the side of, you know, we're, we're focused on the guys here or anything like that. He's being respectful with everything he says. Like, he, he's saying how important it is with Xavier Howard. He's actually putting everything out there, which is not like Brian Flores whatsoever. So I find that to be uh, very interesting. Uh, he called it a, a unique situation, and he added that I'm sure you guys will understand he was extended, and now we're talking about a renegotiation of an extension. So that's a little bit different. Um, this is something, again, I don't think we should be too worried about because we saw four or five different players around the league who are in kind of the same situation as Howard, uh, whether it be Jamal Adams in Seattle. Um, my other ones are escaping me. I think there was another safety out there who uh, is, is uh, Stephon Gilmore of the Patriots is another guy who's who's out. Uh, so it's it's a tough situation, Josh, but at the same time, you understand where Howard's coming from. What I can't believe is reading the notes on, on the Finsider or, or reading the comments, so many people are ready to just say, see it. Like, like all right, Xavier, you don't want to be here, then then leave, that type of thing. And I don't think I'm nowhere near that. I don't think Brian Flores of the Dolphins want to be anywhere near that because while we've heard time and time again that he might be on the trade block, everything Brian Flores has said makes it seem like Xavier Howard is a very important part of this defense. Right. And that whole trade talk, you know, how much of that was just negotiations? You know, how much is that yeah. just, you know, these two sides playing chicken? Uh, and Jake, you're right. You know, I was one of those guys last year. You know, I wanted a quarterback so damn bad. I believe Tua Tavolo was that good of a guy that I was there. You know, if you got to trade Xavier Howard to the Detroit Lions, go ahead and do it. If that's what needed to be done, he shut me up again. Same situation as Jerome Baker. I mean, how can you watch what Xavier Howard did last year and say, you know, this guy isn't valuable to this team. We can just move on. Yes, the Dolphins tried to help themselves by you know, signing a Byron Jones to a monster deal and, and using a first round pick on Noah Benogany, but let's be honest, Jake, neither of those guys are on the same level. Okay, maybe Byron Jones is, you know, at his very best, might be on the same level, but he's not getting those picks. You know, Xavier Howard is the best corner on the Dolphins roster, and for him to not be the highest paid corner, I mean, yes, he just signed a new deal. Yes, he just got that extension. Yes, like Brian Flores said, it's unique, but, you know, how would you feel, Jake, if you were at your employer and, you know, a guy they just brought in off the streets, played the same position as you, isn't even as good as you as making more money. I mean, that to me would rub me the wrong way, no matter how much money Xavier Howard's getting. So this is a tricky situation. I don't know how it's going to play out, but um, uh, you and I both agree Xavier Howard is much better on the Miami Dolphins. I got to ask you this. Uh, is he saying anything about his contract right now? Because you mentioned the guarantees, and, and that's pretty important, especially not only in football, but a player like Howard, when he's on the field, he's, he's awesome. But we can't ignore the fact he has kind of struggled with injuries, where whether it's the team shuts him down or whether he misses, you know, four or five, six games, uh, it is in his track record. Uh, so I, I do want to ask you this, Josh. Do you think that we'd be talking about Howard at all? Do you think he'd be at camp if the Dolphins never signed Byron Jones? 
Man, that, that's a great question. I mean, you're the point that I brought up that whole pro, pro football network thing is like you just said. I mean, he has a history, a pretty significant history of these injuries. So, you know, you look at it from, from the Dolphins' perspective, are you really going to invest that much money in a player who, you know, over the last few seasons has been banged up? And then you look at it from Xavier Howard's situation. Are you going to go out there and have another defensive player of the year type season and risk an injury that you're going to lose all guarantees and not get that big payday? So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I don't know, Jake. To your point, I know that was a long-winded answer, but I don't know that we would be having this conversation. And, you know, I bet the Dolphins will be paying. Yeah, I don't know if we'd be having this conversation, Jake. Because they make almost the same, right? And I'm not trying to say that as a way for Howard not to be upset, but I'm just being that in terms of the salary cap, right? That's a great um, question. If he played for any other team, 31 other teams, I mean, would he be pissed off that his, you know, teammates? He's not the highest in the league. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great point. So but maybe it, he would. Maybe he would. Maybe that's just maybe Xavier Howard again. It guarantees. Maybe that would be enough for him to. I don't know, man. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I said, you know, why don't they do what the Patriots did with Stephon Gilmore last year, where they gave him a little bit of a raise to make him happy, and then they'll kind of focus on things down the road. Uh, but maybe they've even tried that. And again, Howard not having the guarantees moving forward is kind of the big thing that that it's clogging this machine here that is the Miami Dolphins secondary arguably one of the best units in the entire NFL um so I do also have to think Josh that Chris Greer and Brian Flores must have known that they're people they're people who talk with people who work with people they must have known the second you bring Byron Jones in and for a sport, a league that everyone loves to talk about the salary cap and how much everyone's making for some reason, you have to know that it's going to rub uh, Xavier Howard the wrong way that Byron Jones is making more. I guess the only thing that could kind of be in front of that is you're okay with him being rubbed a little bit the wrong way until he is proving that he is top two, maybe even the best cornerback in the NFL with his 10 interceptions and just lockdown defense. It really is fascinating. I really wish we knew we had what the answer was because you're right. I mean, you had to have known by bringing in Byron Jones, it was going to at least ruffle some feathers. But uh, again, I, I don't know, Jake, but we'll see the way it all plays out, won't we? Yeah, and you're 100% right. And the thing is, Josh, when one door closes, another one starts to open, maybe even if it's just for a short period of time. Maybe it's only until that other door unlocks and, and that one reopens. But uh, it seems like Noah Benogany is uh, looking like a different player in year two. Yeah, and I tweeted out yesterday, Noah Igbenogany sounds ready to take the next step. And it was just listening to his presser. You know, he's a 21-year-old guy, and he's sitting there talking about how he just, you know, had realized beer. things. Yeah, things just clicked, <laughs> and, you know, he's just, yeah, yeah, he just had a beer. But it just, he sounds more mature, and he just realizes the little things that he didn't do last year to make him that great player that he wants to become. He's, you know, got his mind right. He's making all his necessary steps. And, you know, we continue to hear his name, you know, whether it's Brian Flores talking about him, Gerald Alexander, you know, they like what they see in Noah Benogany. And, you know, I should have said it when we were talking about Xavier Howard, but how much of the Dolphins, when they did sign Byron Jones, were they not already trying to push Xavier Howard out the door? I mean, those are the questions that I really have. And, you know, you bring in a guy like Byron Jones, you bring in Noah Benogany last year. I mean, maybe they thought they were going to move Xavier Howard. Maybe they already had a deal in place. I mean, we have no idea, but you're right. Another door will open. And when the Dolphins drafted Noah Benogany at 20 years old, you know, they had to know that it was going to take some time to get him ready to play in the NFL, obviously. And again, I'm excited to see him take the next step. But it's going to be interesting to see if he plays inside, if Xavier Howard comes, when Xavier Howard comes back, or if they're going to try to keep him out in the perimeter. Because again, we saw what happened last year when he was called into action. 
Yeah, and it seems like they are having him do a bunch of different little things, and it's good to see he's picking up on that stuff because uh, whether Howard's there or not, I mean, injuries, you can never have enough cornerbacks. You can never have enough, you know, basically anything. With that, Josh, would you mind saying this <laughs> tackle's name? I want to mention this real quick. The Dolphins signed a, a former Patriot fifth-rounder, and it seems like it's going to be him and, and our uh, second-round pick there uh, competing for that job at right tackle. Okay, so you <laughs> Yeah, Jake, I'll definitely uh, pronounce his name for you. Jermaine uh, Illuminor? Jermaine Illuminor. Was I yep. close? I, I Sure, sure. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just happy I can say Igbenogany. I, I am known to butcher names now and then, so I deeply apologize. But it does seem like him and, and Liam Eichenberg are going to be the two competing for right tackle. It seems like Robert Hunt is going to be pushing for that right guard job. Salman Kinley at the left guard, and we're not going to talk about center. That is really going to wrap up all we have, everything we've kind of learned here from these couple days of OTAs. We still have our 10 other clips or our 10 other headlines to follow as we get ready for training camp. Uh, we just thought that it'd be a good idea to kind of mention everything that's happening today since it's fresh, since everyone's talking about it anyway. I mean, we might as well do the same uh, because when something happens, we need to tell you our opinion. Yeah, and breaking news from JCT Sports again, Josh Tolentino of The Athletic. He's saying Tua is spending a lot of time during the break, lighter periods, talking intensely with his teammates. Following this series, he has grabbed Devontae Parker, and the two players chatted for several minutes. You can tell the Dolphins quarterback cares even in June. So, um, he it wouldn't cares be because everyone is yelling <laughs> at him yesterday. He's like, I do not want to deal with listening to the press tell me I threw five interceptions. Get your shit together. Yeah, and and I mean, he has to get his shit together too, but I still think that's hilarious. That he That's probably pissing him off, the fact that everyone wants to talk about this from ESPN <laughs> to the Finsider. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know it's funny because I'm I'm sure this literally was just tweeted. I'm sure by the time we finish this podcast, this thing's gonna have hundreds and thousands of likes and retweets, and it just goes to show you, you know how much we put into this stuff, Jake. But you know we couldn't end this podcast without a very very positive to a tweet. And again, he's out there. I mean, he's barking at his receivers the way Dan Marino did. I mean, what more could you yes! want? What more could Next you want to see? Dan Marino confirmed. Just like the, I quote tweet that right now and say just like Dan Marino because that's that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna blow up but again that is really all the time we have thank you guys for joining us uh, it is the middle of June but we're trying to make the most of it as we get ready for September if you are enjoying the show if you are liking what we're producing uh, hit that subscribe button whether you're on iTunes or Spotify uh, wherever you're listening to podcasts to know the next moment a Finsider radio drops uh, on the airwaves and if you want to keep that conversation going with us on Twitter uh, you can find Houts at Simply Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. I'm at jmendel94. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, Josh, take us on out of here. Thank you guys so much. Please like, subscribe, listen. Uh, listen, like, subscribe, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Jake and Josh Show, part of SB Nation's Finside Radio. I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins.
first football team. We trained the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins. Yes, we're the Miami.